0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to another edition of Sports Hangout.
1: Hey, girl, I knew from the start that you'd be the one to steal my heart, and you'll still be by my side when I top the charts. When I have problems, you listen till I finish. If I'm Popeye, baby, you're my spinach. Get it, girl? <laughs> you make me strong, and this feels so right. I know it can't be wrong, and for you, i drop King Kong, because your love got me high like Cheech and Chong. When I can afford it, I'm going to buy you a diamond ring. And you'll be my queen, and I'll be your king. Yeah. And I don't mean king like Whopper. I mean king kind of like Showstopper.
0: We want to welcome back our listeners to another edition of Sports Hangout. What's up, guys? That's Wasif Muzaffar. I'm Bilal Ahmad. And unfortunately, our third wheel, Salman Mian, with flu-like symptoms. He was day-to-day before, but unfortunately, he's going to have to sit this one out.
1: So, again, let's all bold, Bilal. calling call him the third wheel? <laughs> the weakest league no no
0: no that's not how it is that's not how it is he's out he's out today but we got a lot to catch up on and we're gonna start today talking about Tiger Woods and the US Open going on right now in San Francisco at the Olympic Club Wasif
1: how has Tiger Woods been playing so far through two days I mean you can talk about compared to how Tiger has been playing the past you know two three years he's playing incredible right now he's tied in first place Got off a good strong start, was had, had the lead earlier mm-hmm. uh, in the second round, uh, with minus two. Got a little trouble in that back nine, triple uh, three rogies in a row. Um, but he ended up even as minus two. I think he's minus two for the day, is that right? Minus one, minus yeah. one for the day, yeah. and tied for first place still. Yeah, yeah so I, you, you gotta like the way he's playing.
0: Yeah, I want to I wanna talk about his uh first round performance. Um, you know, he just he won that tournament a couple of weeks ago, he came out. Uh, he had two birdies on uh, 4 and 5 and bogeyed uh, 6, but, you know, what I particularly liked was his putting, uh, even though he had another bogey on 14, but his putting was really, really solid, which was shaky for the last couple of months, and I'm glad that he got that under control.
1: Yeah, he got caught in a lot of sand traps in the bunkers uh, in the second round, too. Yeah, yeah, He got some nice shots out of there, but... uh you know, the course was really dry today from all the reports I've been reading. Yeah. And the ball was moving really fast on the greens. I'm surprised he's able to hang on.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised. But he's been, he's been doing a good job keeping his ball uh, accurate. And from what I've seen at this golf club, accuracy is of the utmost importance. But the stat that really impresses me is that his drive accuracy is 75%, which is the highest of any other golfer in the tournament right now. And I think accuracy is actually what's going to win it for him, or maybe even lose it for him if he can. I mean, hopefully, he can keep it up.
1: Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, but you think he'll he'll come out with a victory? It's been a long time. I don't know. Two days, you know, staying at the
0: leaderboard—that's pretty hard to do. I mean, I hope he can because I'm I'm a fan of Tiger Woods, the golfer, <laughs> the golfer. <laughs> so I hope I hope he can maintain this uh, awesome play that he's he's having right now. What about you? You think you think he's going to take it, or maybe Jim Furyk? Because I know Phil Mickelson's not; he's plus eight right now.
1: Yeah, he's been playing a lot, and Bubba Watson had really struggled yesterday too. I feel for him. Yeah, I feel for him. Um, yeah, you know, I think the stat is that it, when Tiger's leading at this point in, uh, in any tournament or any major tournament, uh, he's around eighty percent of winning that tournament. Yeah, which, um, which is pretty incredible if you think about it. I think it's uh, he he's won eight or nine after winning after leading after day two. Uh, yeah, I think he's gonna actually pull this one out. I think it's a long time since we've seen him win one, and uh, he's he's been frustrated for so long. And even the way I've been seeing him on his post day interviews, yeah, he seems much more relaxed than usual. Um, he's not throwing clubs. Yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's really confident. Um, yeah, I hope I think he's gonna do it. I hope he does. You know, he doesn't even have to win
0: the fourth day. There's a statistic: he, if he finishes in the top two on on the third day, he's unbeaten. In majors so you know he's poised right now to win one it's about that time for him to win one and we hope that he can close this out
1: yeah and it's funny one thing about I like about golf is that uh, golf is the only sport that I guess it's you don't want consider it a major sport but you know it's it's on TV a lot has its own channel that's the only sport out there that uh, it's really just one individual versus another individual there's no other factors that uh, come into play um, but and except there is that still has that mental thing. I think Tiger yeah. Woods is one of the few guys in golf who actually has a assert his mental competitive or dominance or whatever you want to call it on other players, which is yeah. just incredible.
0: I mean, think about that. You're going out on a you know four hour game basically a golf course by yourself. You don't have a coach with you. You don't have your swing coach with you. I mean, you have your caddy, who some of these people's like fathers caddy for them, so it's not really a coach. And you think about what Tiger Woods has been through to to have that mental toughness, to even win, you know, that one a couple weeks ago, that's amazing. That shows amazing mental toughness.
1: So moving on from golf, we got the main event we've all been waiting for all year, the NBA Finals. Uh, before we break down the games and uh, the teams that I've been doing, let's go back over our NBA Finals predictions from when the playoffs started. Uh, I had San Antonio Spurs versus the Miami uh, Heat. Ouch. And Bilal had the... I had the Thunder and the Heat. Yeah, so I guess we have to give out props to Bilal for being right this yep, one time. Yep, I think yep. it's the only one. I think Salman had uh, the Celtics set of the Heat. Salman. <laughs> Salman. But, but uh,
0: you know, Wasif, I think you brought up a very, very good point. This is this is the end of an
1: era, isn't it? This is the absolute end of an era, and I'm sad to say it. It hurts me watching basketball right now. Why is that? You know, my all my guys are gone. Like. Before this year, I had never pulled for the San Antonio Spurs in a playoff series just because you know they've traditionally been boring, and you know yeah. I'm a Dallas fan in the West. I've never rooted for the Celtics yep. just because they get every call, and uh, and they're, it's, it's annoying to watch sometimes. Uh, but this year, I was pulling for the Lakers, the Spurs, the Celtics. Anybody <laughs> old, I wanted them to win.
0: Yeah, because that's like that's who I grew up watching, you know. I'm used to either seeing one of four teams win. It's either going to be the Bulls, the Spurs, the Lakers, or I mean, I guess as of late, the Celtics have been in the finals. I wasn't there in the '80s. Maybe Salman was, but I wasn't. So I, I'm sad too. I'm sad to see that era, you know, of traditional powerhouses go. Um, you know, along with Dallas and uh, a couple other teams, but. It's new teams, you know, new faces, new energy.
1: I mean, you know, it's good for the NBA. There's a, lot of that, there's a lot of young guys coming up now. But, yeah, I can't help but be sad. Like, n- It's sad knowing that every player that I grew watching is probably never going to win a championship as a number one guy. The days of Kobe carrying a team to the playoffs we see is not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Tim Duncan is probably done this year. We don't even know if this Boston team is going to stay together or not for another season. I, I think most likely they won't. Um, and it really depends on what KG does in the off season. He might even end up retiring. And
0: KG's, in, KG's involved in trade rumors right now, so we, you know we don't know what's going to happen with those uh, traditional powerhouses in basketball. But it's good to see uh, young people in the NBA who actually know the game. You know, they're not just show. You know, they actually well, they're, they're kind of they're kind of show. They know the game though. You know, they're 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 athletic. They they understand the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the game has really shifted. You know, when I first started watching basketball growing up, it was a uh, a lot of dominant centers in the league, and there's a lot of movement on the inside and now everyone is so fast now, yeah, everybody can stroke the ball, lights out it's incredible,
0: yeah so let's uh talk about what happened the other night on Thursday, uh, game two, Miami defeated Oklahoma City in a thriller, very close game uh, wasif did Miami Heat win that one, or did Oklahoma City lose it?
1: Miami won that game. Um, and if they lost it, it would have been a travesty. They were up by I don't know 19, 20 points in this game, and I, you, got, you got to give the Thunder credit for clawing back the way they did. But that was Miami's game to lose, basically the way it started out.
0: And I'm I'm kind of shocked that Oklahoma City has fallen behind. I know they came back in Game One, but they've they've been falling behind as of late. I mean, like. Miami had like a 19 to 2 lead at the beginning, and I don't know how much you can keep keep coming back. Uh, I mean, I know Thunder are a great shooting team, they're number one free throw shooting team, but you can't constantly keep coming back. That takes energy to constantly keep coming back from like 15, 17, 17 points down. You gotta play within reach, you know. And I, I don't, I don't know if Oklahoma City can do that or what they've been doing wrong, but they're making excellent adjustments. I'll tell you that.
1: You know, it's funny like, you know, before the series started, everyone was talking about the death of Oklahoma City and how Miami only plays 6 or 7 guys. I mean, reality is Oklahoma City only plays between 6 and 7 guys also yeah. in the finals. Yeah. Um and that exhaustion that we're seeing is relevant on both teams, not just on Miami. Yeah, that's true. And um about about uh, Oklahoma City, they've uh, they've been
0: making really really good adjustments late in games. We'd like to see them you know, have a solid game plan coming in and, uh, you know, using those young guys, getting them involved early rather than uh, relying on KD and uh, and Russell Westbrook to get him,
1: bring him back in the game late in ga- late game situations. Yo, how many big shots is Kevin Durant going to make?
0: I don't know. This guy doesn't miss, though.
1: Yeah, this guy is incredible right now. He's,
0: uh, he looks unstoppable. His shot, especially under pressure, it's like he doesn't even, like, he's 23. Does he know that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it's funny, you know, I I didn't expect uh LeBron to be guarding Kevin Durant as much as he has been, um, and vice versa. But I think, I mean, the matchup is incredible, incredible to watch.
0: Yeah, I think that's what the NBA is all about: watching LeBron versus KD, you know, five, six, seven games, however much it may be. Uh, but I actually want to see LeBron guard KD more, maybe even like the entire second half. I know he guard him a a lot. Uh, but he didn't guard him In the game one game. he did In
1: game two he came back And guarded yeah, him Yeah he didn't game. In
0: game one In game two he did That's right um, But I don't think Shane Battier I think he can do A good job early Maybe not late uh, I don't think Dwayne Wade can guard He's too short To guard Kevin Durant's shot But I think I want to see LeBron Lock up on KD That's what I'd love to see
1: yeah, well, It's, it's, it's going to be hard for him Just because his stroke Is so big So good yeah. And he's so long You know, This guy with the he's 6'10 with the 7'4 wingspan
0: I mean he takes two strides He's from the three point To the rim Yeah
1: <laughs> uh and but I, I thought Miami did an excellent job rotating on defense the other night. Yeah. Um you know, LeBron gave good initial defense and if, and he if he KD got that step, Chris Bosh came in when he was supposed to, Shane Battier came up and made his, you know, typical annoying ch- uh, charges that he draws. Yeah. Um got Kevin Durant an early foul trouble I think that was, that was really the key to the game too.
0: Yeah, Shane Battier drew a couple of good charges, but I'm actually impressed with Oklahoma City's uh late second game uh defense like First half, LeBron, D-Wade, they were putting their head down, getting to the rim as they should have been. They stuck to their game plan. I give them credit for it, but they really tightened up the lane, and it was difficult for LeBron to get to the
1: rim. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was. I don't know. I, I'm not disagree. Like, it seems like some LeBron has been playing out of his mind. By the way, I just want to say has, that. But but he the during at the end of the fourth quarter when you're when you're saying Oklahoma City locked down their defense, it seems like they don't do what they normally do. They get complacent. They want to stand on the perimeter, wait. No, they the didn't, didn't. in game
0: two. In game two, they packed the lane. LeBron could not drive into the lane. He, took, he ended up taking a three-pointer with four minutes left to go. He had that awesome 15-footer off the, the uh, bank the, shot, the bank yeah, shot which was clutch. Absolutely. And But you just really got to credit LeBron for hitting his free throws. You
1: know? I mean, no, see, no, I don't do that. Just because no,
0: 12 for 12 from the line. Yeah. Too late. That's amazing. That's not... You're the number one player in the league. That's not and old like, LeBron. That's new LeBron. Hitting two clutch no, free but, throws.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know why people get excited about free throws. Because it's two late game clutch free throws. Yeah, people...
0: Can you try making two free throws in the second game of the NBA Finals?
1: I mean, give me a ball. Give me I'd be that lucky court.
0: to hit the rim on one of them.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I really credit LeBron for making 12 yeah, for 12. He's, he's not used to that noise. That's for sure. Miami doesn't get that loud.
0: Yeah, it definitely won't. It definitely doesn't get louder until second half anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, by the way, who who are you going for this series? After
0: uh, much thought about this, I am actually going for the Miami Heat. Is that right? That
1: is right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've been known... This is, this is the biggest LeBron hater <laughs>
1: that we've seen.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Rondo, so I've hated LeBron. Uh, but, you know, the reason is... When I, I play basketball, you know, and I school all you guys all the time when I play. So I'm a very technical guy <laughs> when I play basketball. So when I see a team that has potential and they're not living up to that potential, I don't care who it is. If I know somebody can play ball and I don't see them playing up to it, it it infuriates me, infuriates me. I can't stand it. So that's why, like, I'm going for Miami, like, Oklahoma City Thunder. It's, nothing, it's not that I hate them. Yes, I do. But... <laughs>
1: I just want to see LeBron get his ring. This man g- needs a ring. When I was, and I, I mean, I, you know, I, I take a lot into consideration. To me, it's all about good versus evil. You know, <laughs> we know good should conquer evil. In this series, there's no one's good. There's evil, and then there's a lesser evil.
0: Now, which one's the lesser evil?
1: It's gonna be the Miami Heat. <laughs> I hate the Oklahoma City organization. I just hate them so much. Oh, really? Yeah, it makes it drives me insane. Clay Bennett was. A, I don't want anything good to happen to this franchise. I don't care. I don't hate the players themselves individually, but the fact that if they, they, whenever they go on TV and it says a stat like, this is the first time Oklahoma City has been uh, in the finals since 1996. Did they forget? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's not your team. Like, Oklahoma City, you can have this team. That's fine. But don't try really to claim Seattle's. I know that the Seattle uh, mayor basically sold the rights. And that's why they get to keep these shared records, but it is absolutely a travesty. Yeah, they had a
0: very ugly divorce leaving the city of Seattle. It did not end okay, well. Okay,
1: that's saying it very mildly. It wasn't a divorce. Clay Bennett <laughs> orchestrated this team from the very beginning to not stay in Seattle. He put out a bad product on purpose in order to get them to move out, move to Oklahoma City faster. And the NBA basically you know, had a tight grip on this team to get a new arena when they had just built one about five years previously. Like, it doesn't make any sense how yeah, this happened. it
0: didn't. It didn't. So let's move on to our favorite segment of Sports Hangout, the good, the bad, and the Cassell. Dear God,
1: Sam Cassell. <laughs>
0: Sam Cassell. <laughs> he's our boy here at Sports Hangout. So, Wasif, of the players in the in the final series so far, who's who's been good for you?
1: Well, you know, there's the normal guys who expect to be great, Kevin Durant you know what Westbrook yeah, sure. was at his moments Dwayne Wade didn't play well in game one, but didn't play the excellent game Two. Yeah. Um, but the guy I'm gonna go with is Shane Battier. This is a guy who's averaging 17 points in two games against Oklahoma city, uh, shooting 70% from the field and 69% from the three point line. Like, how does that happen? Like, I don't like, know. When does that happen? I don't know, but I,
0: I mean, um, I'm, I'm really surprised at that. And, uh, it's shocking. i. <laughs>
1: I don't think he's going to keep it up.
0: Oh, well, I don't think so either. I don't think but he is.
1: If he does, I mean, if if, if LeBron is playing LeBron and averaging like 30 points a game, and Dwayne Wade plays, you know, a little bit above average of his average, around 20 points a game, and Shane Battier is giving that many, like, yeah. he's doing that on offense, on defense. He's sticking in there, getting those charges, doing Chain Battier things. Yeah. And then you still have this other guy named Chris Bosch on the court, too. I mean, I don't know if he can beat this team. Yeah, my
0: good is actually on the Oklahoma City side it's uh, Tabocephalosia. Uh, his his on-ball defense has been pretty good as of late and uh, he's he's actually become a premier uh, defender throughout these playoffs and he's given lebron some fits obviously you're not going to stop lebron but he he did block his shot twice i think and he, he's making a, he's making life a little bit difficult and that's that's his job and look know? and
1: look at tabo's job this past you know two months he has to guard lebron a lot yeah. he had a lockdown uh kobe bryant yeah, um, he took down uh, Ginobili. Ginobili, Sean yeah. Marion, even parts of Tony Parker. Like this guy's playing really great right now. Oh,
0: he gave Tony Parker fits because he was, you know, long, long, long wingspan. Tony Parker had trouble dribbling around him. So, what about the bad in this series, Wasif? What do you see as
1: uh, the not so not so good? The bad? Well, you know, there's both these teams don't play that many guys. Yeah. Um. So if he, he, I mean he he made he, he had redemption in game two. But I'm still gonna give the bad uh to Dwayne Wade, this first performance in game one. Game one. You know, he did have he's you know, he's averaging twenty two and a half points this series. But in game one, I think if he had played a little stronger, you know, they were tied at the end of three quarters and it just fell apart in the fourth quarter and you know, LeBron cannot do it himself. I I agree with that. Um I think Dwayne Wade had the right
0: mindset going into game two. He needs to get involved early, which he attacked the rim at a dunk, and that's what he needs to do. He he needs to get touches and uh John Barry brought up a very good point on ESPN. He said that for, in order for Dwayne Wade to be effective, he needs to touch the ball early in the shot clock, and he needs to be the guy dribbling the ball on a high pick and roll. And they need, to get hit, they need to get him the ball
1: early, not
0: with seven seconds left to go in the shot clock. He doesn't develop a rhythm that way.
1: Yeah, but I think one thing you have to realize is Dwayne Wade is not the Dwayne Wade from three years, five years ago or even two or three years ago. He's been banged up a lot. He, uh, he's 30 years old now. And he can't be that guy. He can't expect to be that guy who can just run into into traffic and go for that dunk or layup all the time now.
0: Yeah, yeah, he can't. Which
1: brings us to our Cassell. The Cassell. Um, who has been the Cassell in the series for you below? You know, this is actually tough that
0: to find somebody who's – Find something actually that's been a Cassell.
1: So I been two games so far. I know it's
0: been two, and both the I mean, all the starters have played really well. You can't say, oh, this guy had a horrible game and just a horrible shooting performance. You can't really pinpoint that. Uh, The ugly, if I had to say anything at all, just basically nitpicking, it would be the refing right now. The refing's been spotty at times. It's been, I think, it's actually been above average. Yeah, I think
1: the refing's been great.
0: The refing's been been good. (laughs) I think it's really good, but it's been shaky. It's not shaky.
1: Know. And I'll tell you why I think it's been so good. I hope it can I hope it can stay this way. These are two teams who get every single call. Every single call. And now you have both of them in the same place. It's like the referee's negative they had no idea. Well, I get?
0: KD disagrees. He wants his call with twelve seconds left to go in the game. I mean, come
1: on, man.
0: I mean, I agree, it shouldn't I s when when all right, if you're watching it live, I agree. That's a hard call to make, even in live. But in slow motion, I saw it. It was a foul. But you don't call that with 12 seconds left to go. But I see where Thunder fans have have a reason to complain, but they actually don't because they're Thunder fans to begin with.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you basically stole a franchise from Seattle. It's okay. Yeah,
0: it's all right. Whatever. So do do you find anything ugly in this series, Wasif?
1: No, I mean, just to go back on the refereeing, I think, and that, that call you're talking about, yeah, I think it was a foul. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't a foul. Maybe it was a foul. But... uh we did I mean I would have liked to see how that game would have turned out though if he made those free throws would let me let ask you a
0: question about that one play the one referring to Kevin Durant driving baseline about 12 seconds up to- Watson, do you think that would have gotten called if that was let's suppose midway through the second quarter
1: um, I don't know maybe, maybe it was, it's a 50-50 call yeah yeah it is so, now I, if you want to ask me would he have gotten that call against Tiago Splitter I'd say yeah he would have got that call <laughs> in the fourth quarter yeah
0: yeah, So that about wraps up our NBA segment And brings us to our last topic of the day The big spectacle going on in Europe right now Is obviously the Euro 2012 UEFA Cup
1: I uh, love this man this is I, awesome I love time. it It's See, awesome
0: People say that soccer is dead in America It's not dead We just don't like watching MLS Put on Euro Or put on World Cup soccer We'll watch it We love soccer yeah.
1: And you know I I just feel a little bit bad for the Olympics cuz they get stuck with the like, right around Euro Cup every year. Yeah. I mean, Olympics compared to this is garbage.
0: Yeah, I mean, this in my opinion, this is the biggest tournament behind World Cup. I mean, yeah, Euro absolutely.
1: I mean, I'd rather watch this for one month and then not watch soccer for the next month than watch the Olympics.
0: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, if you're not watching soccer, you're missing out on a very very beautiful game. Uh and you know, the, the awesome thing about soccer, which we don't really see a lot in American sports is that we have very technical games, meaning like basketball, you have five seconds to inbound the ball. Um, you know, the person coming in from out of bounds and football can't touch it. These are very technical type things and soccer, you can take 10 seconds to throw in the ball. You can take, uh, you know, 20 seconds, your foot could be out of bounds, but as long as the ball is still in bounds, you know, and there's not, there's a lot left lot less refing in the game. There's one ref and it's harder to score, which means that the play does decide the outcome
1: of the game. Sure. I mean but I mean well I mean it's like I think it's the American mentality. I mean hockey is the same way. You know, it's, it's I think it's having its best year it is right now. But you know, traditionally
0: I think hockey's underrated too in America.
1: Well I don't I mean
0: i d I because uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I appreciate about things like soccer and hockey versus basketball and football. What you do in basketball, let's take basketball because we've been talking about it a lot lately. If there's like a 15-point lead in the second quarter, is that a big deal? No, because we see it overcome all the time, right? Or if there's a uh, 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, it might be a big deal, but they might come back. So you're basically wasting three and a half quarters, and the only thing that matters is what happens in the last three, four minutes of the game, sometimes the last shot, right? And soccer, the reason it's exciting for me is that your game-winner might happen in the 32nd minute. Or your game-winner might happen in the 42nd minute. You know, something... Well, the
1: the problem is, though, Bilal, is that for a lot of people, when they watch a goal scored in the second minute, that could be the game-winner.
0: That's what I'm saying, yeah. So
1: for the next 88 minutes plus, you're not watching a whole lot.
0: No, but, I mean, if your team is down, and you you only need one goal, and, and they're shooting shot after shot on goal, but they're not getting it, that's exciting. Like... It's exciting for me and it's a beautiful sport by the way. Yeah. But let's get to the teams uh and the players going on right now. Everybody uh all the groups have finished their second game. So Wasif, what teams so far have um let's start with the bad. You know who, who which team has not played uh up to their um you know up to their expectations so far.
1: Uh you know, you can't really fault them just because this is the group their group of death. But Netherlands, even garbage, dude. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I hear uh, you. two losses, zero points, eliminated. I mean, what can you do?
0: I mean, Robin played horrible. Schneider didn't get enough touches, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: and Van Persie missed a couple. Yeah, uh, he
0: had one goal, but he didn't. He didn't play good some, for the majority uh, two of the game.
1: couple. I mean, two excellent shots. You know, they went wide a little bit, but yeah, this team came. This this is the this is the. I mean, they're ranked what fifth in the world? This is a World Cup. The World Cup runner up. Yeah. Um, I think they had a lot of expectations. Set, uh, do you think they do you think
0: they reached their peak at that point in the World Cup two years ago, or do you think they can actually get back to that point?
1: And this team may have peaked right. I think right now, yeah, yeah. there has been really an infusion of a lot of young talent. They still have, you know, they're old guys, but uh, yeah, they don't have that young guy they're looking for right now.
0: Yeah, and let's let's switch over to teams that have played good so far. Obviously, you got to think Germany has played good, but. And Spain, obviously, you know, they're the favorites. But I'm going to go with Denmark. Denmark, I think, has played really, really solid. Um, they've gotten two wins, one being over the Netherlands, a quality opponent. And they're a tough team. That's what I like about them, their physical nature. They're a very tough team. Uh, Wassef, who do you think has played, um, you know, good or, you know, exceeded expectations thus far?
1: One player I told you guys – one team I told you guys to watch on our EuroCup preview was Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, one of the hosts for EuroCup this year. Um and I said, watch Shevchenko, even though he's what, 35 years old, two big headers against uh, Sweden yeah. to w- win that game, and yeah, I still I like them. I, I like all these home teams they have. I I think, I think Poland has been playing great, but uh, Ukraine has one game left against uh, the Eng- England. Yeah. Um, should they beat England, they'll advance, um, and I think they have a good shot.
0: All right. So what about what about players on that note? Who do you think players in the tournament uh, who's played good so far for you?
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, you have to get. He has three goals. Mario Gomez. Mario playing, Gomez, yeah, playing incredible right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, he has obviously. I'm gonna go with uh, Steven Gerrard, captain of England. He was a controversial captain pick coming into this tournament. Um, he's really being a leader right now, and um, you know he had he had two assists so far, and he's really you know managing traffic uh, thus far. All
1: right, but we talked about who's done well, who's played badly. Mm-hmm. Well, we want who's going to win this thing. Well, you know, originally uh,
0: my expert analysis side came out, and I projected uh, Germany to win this thing, and I'm sticking with that, obviously, because o- Ozil, Kadira, uh Podolski, Schweinsteiger, obviously, Mario Gomez is playing lights out. This team is poised to win.
1: Yeah, and it's it's, it's almost unfair for this team to play together just because they play together all, almost half the team is on Bayern Munich yeah seven of the starters are from Bayern Munich yeah I mean they, so they play together all the time they know they have a feel for each other's game really well and like, that's probably one of the reasons or probably the main reason why they've been playing so well in this tournament
0: yeah a lot of good chemistry um, who do you see Wasif winning the tournament
1: you know just looking at the the groups right now it's even hard. I can't even predict who's going to come out of each group yet um, one team I really like that had I think they can potentially do something late. is the Czech Republic. They've been playing really great. Um, they did. They did get that. They did have one early loss, but yeah, I think they've been playing real well. I, I like their speed uh, in the center. I like uh, their their offense, their defense. Everyone's real strong. They stare down pa- players after they dive. I just really like this team. All right, that about wraps it up for this edition of Sports Hangout. We want
0: to thank our listeners for listening in again. Somali miss you. We do. Get well soon. Get some IV. Get that thing checked out. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. We want to encourage our listeners to follow us on Twitter, at twitter.com slash sportshangout. You can also catch our uh, blog at sportshangout.podbean.com. We will catch you guys later. We are out. See ya.